Hi, and welcome to the Dr. Coffee Podcast, your weekly blend of motivation, encouragement, education, and insight into all things medicine for junior doctors and medical students in South Africa. Coming up in this episode, we feature members of the WITS Students Surgical Society, or WITS SurgSoc, and their efforts to fundraise for the Smile Foundation charity by climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, a project appropriately titled the Kili Challenge 2023. I had the privilege of interviewing four students who are part of the team aiming to summit Mount Kilimanjaro in December 2023. This interview took place at the Smile Foundation offices in Hyde Park, Johannesburg, where we met to discuss the why behind the what of their Kili Challenge and how we can get behind them and support their charity fundraising efforts. My guests on this episode include Danielle Olifia, Sarah Ben and Rebecca Groom, all current students in fourth year medicine at WITS, John T. Blierke, a second year medical student and Brian Smith, the donor officer at Smile Foundation. We unpacked their reasons for climbing as well as some of the exciting projects they have in store to ensure they reach their targets of raising half a million rand for the Smile Foundation over the next few months. But before we dive into the interviews, let's check out our latest book review and recommendation, this time read by one of my classmates from the WITS class of 2021, Dr. Tatenda Mbanje. I recall her as the leader of the WITS Surgical Society when we were students, so it's fitting that she features on an episode dedicated to one of their amazing charity projects. Take it away, T. Hi everyone, today I'll be reviewing a book I read recently entitled Blue Collar, Blue Scrubs by Michael J. Collins. This was an autobiography of Dr. Collins, or as he prefers Mike, during a set period of his life, specifically his years of pre-medical courses and throughout medical school. So we first meet Mike at the age of 24. He's a university graduate, he's working as a rock thrower and occasional taxi driver. If, like me, you don't know what a rock thrower is within the context of construction work, it's someone who picks up the rocks that are broken apart when pavement is broken down before the pavement itself can be replaced. From reading, it sounds like backbreaking work, but Mike seemed to enjoy the hard labor of it. However, although he was content, he wanted more. And for him, that specifically meant becoming a doctor. Now, he hadn't done any science courses in the university and following advice, he actually had to do two semesters of science courses before he could even think about doing medical school, which he did. He also had to write the medical school entrance test between these two semesters. And so he had to write it with a, without a lot of the necessary scientific knowledge that he needed. And somehow, despite underwhelming scores in these sections he managed to talk his way into his preferred medical school. We then follow along as he undergoes that four-year medical journey. Whilst reading this book I was just so struck by a sense of awe and admiration for his strength and just the general strength that humans can have. By all accounts Mike Collins had minimal chance of becoming a doctor However, he exceeded all the expectations of those around him, as well as those he placed on himself. What I love specifically about this book is that Mike is an everyman and that this is a rags to riches story that is grounded, funny and just so real. Additionally, 
Something particularly refreshing is that he recounts his experiences in a realistic and overwhelmingly positive and optimistic way because he's just so happy to be there. Sometimes when you're, you know, a student in the hospital or if you look at the books some doctors have written, there can be a slight tendency or overt tendency towards negativity. However, he's able to tell the truth of how hard studying medicine can be without making you want to steer clear of it. He also describes existential crises that I and a lot of my friends and colleagues have faced while studying and because he writes as if he's an artist telling you his life story, you feel a sense of camaraderie and understanding and like you're truly part of the conversation that he's having with you instead of you reading words off a page. Overall, this book is realistic, relatable, as well as inspirational, and I would highly recommend it to medical students and to those thinking about medical school. It offers a truthful yet insightful look into the process of becoming a doctor through a charmingly idealistic lens. I think even those outside of medicine would benefit from reading it for its themes of persistence, hard work, and humanity. Thank you for that book recommendation, Dr. Tatenda Mbanje. If you know of book recommendations that are applicable to a large proportion of our audience, why not send them along? We may even ask you to record a brief review of the book for inclusion in a future episode of the podcast. And now, back to the main segments of this episode, and all about how the Witz Surge Sock plans to raise 500,000 Rand for the Smile Foundation. Every little bit helps, and a link to their donation page will be included in the show notes for this episode, as well as other links to the Smile Foundation initiatives and opportunities to get involved. Any amount, however small, when added to the collective contributions of the hundreds of listeners to the podcast episode, has the potential to make a massive difference in the lives of young patients in need of life-changing surgery. Thank you for your support, and now without any further ado, let's dive into this week's interview. Welcome to the Dr. Coffee Podcast. We're here at the Smile Foundation offices in Hyde Park once again, but this time we're with members of the Surgical Society at Wits University, the Wits Surge Sock, and they are climbing Kilimanjaro, something that's happened many times before, but never with this group of students. So today I'm going to introduce them to you one by one. They're going to get a chance to tell you a little bit about themselves. I'm going to ask them some tough questions about why they are doing this crazy challenge for charity. Um, and then we're going to get into why this is such a good cause to support for the Smile Foundation. So number one, we've got Danielle Olafia. Hello, Danielle. Hi, Simon. How are you doing? I'm very well. I'm so glad that you're so confident on the microphone. So tell me about <laughs> yourself. You're obviously a medical student at WITS. What year are you in? Yes, yeah, so I'm currently a Game 1 student. Okay, and for the benefits of those who are not at WITS, that means third year, right? Yes. And you, I believe, are an office bearer in the Surgical Society. Yes, I am the head of outreach in the Wits Student Surgical Society. Awesome. So this is kind of your baby then? Yes, definitely. I took on the job last year, July, mm -hmm. started planning, mm -hmm. and we are very excited. Awesome. Um, besides putting this whole challenge together, what's the toughest thing that you've ever had to do? The toughest thing I ever had to do was probably to get into med school and to come to Joburg as an Afrikaans girl, the only one from my school mm -hmm. and into this very strange, foreign, new environment and find my feet. Awesome. 
Are you looking forward to climbing Kilimanjaro? Yes, definitely. It's definitely the next most difficult thing I will be doing in my life, but I'm really excited and it's also for a very good cause. Fantastic. And our first gentleman up to the microphone is Mr. John T. Blecker. Hello, John T. How are you? I'm great, thank you. And you, Simon? Fantastic. Thanks for asking. So tell us about yourself. You are in what year in medical school? So I'm currently uh, MBBCH2. So that means that you came in straight from school, right? Yes. And always wanted to be a doctor or was it thrust upon you? I would say I was born into medicine. Um, my father's a doctor, so I had the privilege of kind of being mentored by him. So I have a lot of photos of me with a little white coat and a plastic stethoscope from when I was a child. So I would say uh, I've always wanted to be a doctor. Awesome. Now, have you ever climbed Kilimanjaro before? Uh, unfortunately not. Have you ever climbed any other mountains before? Last year, I actually summited the highest mountain on South Africa, Mafali, oh. that stands out 3,400 meters. And what's that in comparison to Kilimanjaro? Well, Kilimanjaro is 5,480. So it's about the difference between, I think, Mexico City and the sea. So it's, it's a huge to, to bring it closer to home, I think Joburg is almost 2,000 meters. I think Joburg is about 1,800 meters above sea yeah. level. So from Joburg, as high altitude as the coastal uh, towns might think Joburg is, that's the difference between Kilimanjaro and Mafadi. So very exciting times. I think you're the only mountaineer in this group. So I expect you to be leading the pack at the front. Well, my fitness is not at that level at the moment, but hopefully by then. Um, Danielle is our true leader, but <laughs> physically I will be there to catch any stragglers. Awesome. And um, what is the toughest thing that you've ever done? Well, I would say um, Mafadi last year, um, mainly because I didn't use sunscreen, so I burned to a crisp. Um, to give a context, my surname, as it says, bleaker and Afrikaans, that means paler. So oh. sunburn doesn't work well with me. But that, and I would also say um, hostel at high school is also very tough. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, so our next student up to the hot seat is Sarah Ben. Uh, Sarah, you are in GIMP 2. I am indeed. And that's fourth year. But hang on, you are not somebody who came in straight from high school. What did you do before medicine? No, so I did my undergrad in physiotherapy at BITS, did my community service, and then only came into medicine last year. Wow. And what made the, the switch for you? What was the driving factor that made you decide to go into med school? Well, I always wanted to be a doctor. My grades weren't good enough. So I went into physiotherapy but I became very passionate about physiotherapy. So instead of going from fourth year into GIMP, I decided to take a year to decide if medicine was what I wanted to do or if I wanted to stay with physiotherapy. Awesome. Now, you're currently going through the clinical methods rotation in surgery. What has been your impression of surgery as a discipline within medicine? It's exciting. I think it's very innovative. There's lots of research coming out, and I think... If you look at surgery from five years ago, it's vastly different to now. So that's always exciting that it's ever changing. And yeah, it's very cool. Now, out of this group of students, you are probably the most experienced in terms of clinical medicine as well as life. So why are you deciding to climb Kilimanjaro? Well, I've always, it's something I've always wanted to do. I love that there's a conscience behind it um, and that we're raising funds for the Smile Foundation. Um, working in a rural area, obviously, I came into contact with a lot of, you know, people, especially with disabilities and spinal cord injuries and cerebral palsy children, and just understanding the context in South Africa that not everybody has equal access to healthcare. 
I think that the Smile Foundation does really meaningful work allowing for children with cleft palates, which can be so debilitating and life, you know, threatening, um, that they're able to have these surgeries and that have access to the specialist. That's fantastic. Uh, the question I'm asking everyone today is, what's the toughest thing you've ever done? Um, so toughest, but yet most rewarding, was I did my community service in a little town called Manguzi, so basically next to Cozy Bay. Um, so that was packing up during, at the end, well, it wasn't even the end, but the end of 2020, moving from to a different province without my family, without my friends, um, and kind of starting new life there. It was also very difficult because obviously with rural medicine, you don't always have access to resources and that was also quite mentally tough to have to treat people who if they were in Joburg would have had a very different outcome wow yeah excellent well thank you for what you're doing thank you <laughs> thanks for having me and our last panelist on this edition of the dr coffee podcast rebecca groom rebecca you are currently also in fourth year in game two um tell us what the toughest thing you've ever done is um, I think one of the most physically challenging things that I've ever done um, was run a half marathon last year, so 21 kilometers. And tell us why why you're climbing Kilimanjaro? Um, I've always really loved hiking. My family's um, quite um, active and we've always gone camping and being in nature, so I've always loved hiking. Uh, but my parents have done a lot of um, bucket list type of hikes like um, going to the Otter Trail and um, Fish River Canyon, um, but they haven't done Kilimanjaro, so I think that's also a nice thing that I can tick off my bucket list. You can kind of put your flag at the top and say, you guys go and get it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I believe you're part of the Vitz um, uh, PathSoc, what's a, that's Pathology Society. Yes. Is there any kind of rivalry between the societies? You want to show up any of the surgeons uh, on, the, on the mountain? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I think we, we I, our society does work a lot with um, Surge Sock in some of the outreaches that we do. Um, so I don't think there's a rivalry, <laughs> luckily. Awesome. Maybe they, you can challenge them to do some of the Path Sock challenges as well. Yes, definitely. So now coming back to you, Danielle, you are obviously the head of outreach for the Vitz Student Surgical Society. So you're kind of like the captain putting the, the, the troops all together. Tell us what the Kilimanjaro challenge is. This is not the first time it's happened. So there's a little bit of history and there's a precedent and there's a reason behind it. What's what's the actual uh, event all about? So the Kilimanjaro challenge is an outreach initiative of the Vitz Student Surgical Society where Vitz Health Sciences students embark on this amazing journey to climb and summit Mount Kilimanjaro. And by doing this, we are aiming to raise funds and awareness for the Smile Foundation. Mm. So the challenge was started in 2014, and this year it will be the fourth time that we will summit Mount Kilimanjaro. Wow. Yes, and over the past three challenges, we've raised over a million rand for the Smile Foundation. That's incredible. And this year we are planning to expand on that. And our goal is to raise a half a million rand to be able to sponsor a whole smile week where approximately 20 children will undergo facial reconstructive surgeries to restore their smiles. That's amazing. I think it bears repeating. So just to repeat that for emphasis and for clarity, the goal is to raise 500,000 rand. That's the yes. goal. Obviously, you want to go beyond that. But yes. the reason why that figure is so important is that that amount of money is required to book theaters and sets and staff 
to make all those operations from a Monday to Friday happen at a hospital for the Smile Foundation to be able to do, whether it be cleft lip and palates or craniofacial surgeries for the benefits of these children, yes. that 500,000 Rand will see how many children get surgeries? Approximately 20 children. That's amazing. So it's definitely a good cause to get behind. Now, we've previously had the Smile Foundation on the Dr. Coffee podcast, and Brian Smith was able to tell us that, you know, it's a Section 18A company. So any donation made to the Smile Foundation is tax deductible. So corporates can get on, uh, on board, individuals can get on board. So people can actually donate to this event and to this charity, and all of the money raised is going to the Smile Foundation. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. We have different benefits companies can also um, reap mm -hmm. when they donate a certain amount of money. So if anybody wants to donate to the Kilimanjaro Challenge, please reach out to us and we will send you the information. Yeah, so we'll put links to your guys' social media and kind of email addresses and all of that into the show notes of this episode. So if already you're starting to feel like this is something that you want to get behind, you want to put these students and the surge stock on top of the mountain for a good cause, then definitely check the show notes of the episode because access to the links and everything will be there. So Danielle, what are some of the hardest parts about organizing this? So, I mean, there's obviously a lot of the logistics going from South Africa to another country in Africa, but what's the hardest part about getting the fundraising going? Yeah, so I think as students, we don't have any experience in approaching companies and asking them for donations. So it's a whole new journey for us to be able to get the confidence to mm. go to somebody and to ask them to um, support your cause. Because I think for an everyday person, it's really hard to go to a company and ask for funds to support what they believe in. So, Well, if the Dr. Coffee podcast can play a role in that, we're happy to help. But I think the important thing is then, for, for sponsors to look past any kind of nerves or any kind of naivety in, in how to pitch a proposal and go, you know what, it's not about how good the sell is, it's how good the cause is. And what's gonna happen at the end of this day is that some doctors are gonna climb up a really tough mountain because they believe passionately that this is a way to change lives. And some children are gonna get some operations that are literally gonna change their life. Yes, definitely. So how long has the fundraising been going on? You said you started this in July last year. Yes, so the planning of the 2023 Kilimanjaro Challenge started around July last year. We had our first meeting with Kim, um, the CEO of Smile Foundation and the rest of the Smile team. And just to rekindle the connection because during COVID, um, there was supposed to be a 2020 Kilimanjaro Challenge that due to obvious reasons, it didn't happen. So we had our first meeting in July of last year. And from there on, we had our launch event in September, end of September last year, mm -hmm. which was a huge success. We had a stunning cake, a three or four tier cake, which, yeah, it was really, really I, I don't think Kilimanjaro has that many tiers even. Yeah, I also <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> and it, it definitely isn't as colorful as that cake was. So how many events have you had so far and what events do you have coming up? Any fundraising events, any things to look out for that people can get behind? Yes, so so far we had our Kilimanjaro Stairs Challenge on the 25th of March uh, this year and we raised um, about 8,000 rand 
for the challenge. It it went really, really well. And it was a freezing cold day, but we still, 60 participants still came and yeah, they came to participate in the challenge. And then we have an upcoming bake sale that will be on campus at yeah, the Wits Health Sciences campus. And what's the date of that? We still need to announce the date. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the rest of our fundraisers will include um, an F1 watching evening where we will invite all the students to come and watch a So the Netflix F1 generation race. that have watched Drive to Survive can now come and watch together. Yes, <laughs> no, for sure. And we're also planning on having a golf day and the rest of the team can elaborate more on some yeah. of the other fundraisers. And again, just to reiterate, this is all put together by students who, in the middle of studying for exams, in the middle of being in the hospitals or being in lectures, you're doing this all out of you know charity and volunteer work that's um, all in the in support of the Smile Foundation. I think it's commendable. I think it's something that's fantastic. Uh, you guys should be saluted for us already, and we need to get behind you guys. Yeah, thank you so much, Simon. It has been... A bit of a balancing act between organizing all the events and med school and all the other things we have on in life. So, John T, between now and December, there's a couple of really nice sporting events coming up. Um, Danielle's already mentioned the Formula One watching event that you guys are thinking of putting up together. Um, you mentioned a possibly a Rugby World Cup event type thing. So tell us about the Formula One event, first of all. What's your idea there? And uh, what are some of the ways that people can donate, contribute? What are some of the ways that you're going to be raising money for the Smile Foundation? So sport is a very important aspect in many people's lives. And it's also a key element in binding nations. But we can kind of exploit that to raise money for these children. And when so, people have kids, they're more willing to, yes. to donate money, right? Yes, and sports always, um, you lose your inhibition <laughs> to an extent, and we need that for the donations. So F1 has exploded in um, my generation. It's been popular for many years, but with the um, Drive to Survive series on Netflix, there are so many more young people mm. um, getting into the sport and enjoying it. And we have um, there's great races coming up, like the the Netherlands race and the um, Great Britain race. So, because those races take place on a nice Sunday afternoon, we can easily set up a, a lecture hall or so, and charge a small fee to have a bunch of people who love the sport can come and enjoy it together. And yeah, um, bring that here as Simon mentioned, <laughs> because most people are chill on the couch at a Sunday afternoon and watch it um, in solitude. And yeah, it's, it's not nice to <laughs> yeah. watch it alone, right? It's better to watch it for a good cause, watch it with some fellow students. I dig that. I think it's a great idea. Yes, and you can also, um, people can decide there whether they want to donate or not. Um, they can also buy, like we can have hot chocolate or so if it's maybe a nice uh, cloudy day or so. I think somebody from Red Bull needs to donate like a Max Verstappen shirt or a jacket or some peak caps that you guys can raffle or something like that. Well, if Red Bull can give us wings, we don't have to climb the mountain. You can just <laughs> <laughs> That was a nice pitch. I hope Red Bull's listening. Yes. Okay, so on to the World Cup then, right? So the World Cup, we're the defending champions. There's a reason to be optimistic. Uh, what are we hoping to do with the Rugby World Cup? Have we got any events lined up? Any thoughts about how to raise money around that? Well, 
these high expectations of the Springboks, just as I had high expectations of Search Shop to succeed in this um, fundraiser. I like that, yeah. So we can easily gain a screening and a lecture hall. I don't know if someone from med school is listening, please give us a lecture hall. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can have a screening. We can even have like a mini uh, touch rugby thing because everyone's everyone's just going to ache to start passing around the ball and tackle people. Yeah. And so, so there's a lot of opportunities that the sporting event gives us and we can again as i said exploit that to an extent yeah so yes we can i think exploits a bad word i think the important thing is even in a tough economy even when um and sorry i'm not putting it down i'm just saying that you know when people hear the word exploit they have it has negative connotations the important thing is that this is all for charity it's all for a good cause and you guys are doing your own fundraising for yourself, which we're going to dive into. But to put yourself on the mountain, you're not relying on other people's donations to get up the mountain. You are actually raising those funds separately and then climbing the mountain because you're passionate about helping people out. And the money does exist. It is in people's pockets. You know, people can sacrifice having a coffee. People can sacrifice going on a, a weekend holiday to change a child's life. And corporates especially are looking for an opportunity to back you guys as part of their CSI spend, as part of their tax deductions. So I think, you know, we, we're tongue-in-cheek saying like, oh, sporting events, it's an opportunity. We're doing this for charity, man. Yes, that's our main goal. Um, we're also using this opportunity to show people what their money can do. Like, Amazing. since joining this, this whole um, challenge, I've realized that I don't really see stuff as I used to see it um, regarding um, money. I see a nice Apple MacBook and I think that is really a nice laptop. It's going to hold you maybe three or four years. But for the same price as that MacBook, um, you could have changed a child's life forever. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to show people a mindset of the money can be so much more. Very good. Love that. Coming to you now, Rebecca, we mentioned the possibility of a bake sale. I mean, that already got me thinking, I want to buy something from the bake sale. Um, there's also talk of a recipe book. Tell us about that. Okay, so with the bake sale, we'll probably have it in the upcoming weeks. Um, we're just going to be selling a few baked goods, and we're probably going to send out um, a Google document form that you can fill in just to pre-order anything that you might like oh. so that we kind of know what people would like and how much to bake. Um, we're also probably going to be selling some pancakes during the lunch break um, at Bits. So um, we're really excited about that and would love um, people to, to come and join us. And do people have the option if they wanted to donate something to sell? So somebody could say, oh, I've got fantastic cook sisters that I want to donate to the bake sale. Or I've got cakes, I've got treats. Um, are there any ways that maybe even outside bakeries could partner with you guys and say, hey, for that one event, we're going to donate 10,000 rands worth of baked treats uh, on the house and you guys can sell it and raise it for the Smile Foundation. If, is that something that you guys are looking for? Yes, yeah, that would be incredible. Um, definitely us as a, a small team can only do so much, but um, having collaborations with other people would be incredible. And if people do have... Um, things that they would like to contribute, that would be amazing. Awesome. So the, tell us about the recipe book then. How is that going to work? How, how are you putting that together? So we've got a compilation of all of our family recipe books. We all come from a different um, background. We have various different tastes, um, some completely new recipes that a gran or a, a aunt has made up. Um, we're bringing those all together as well as other recipes that we found online or um, from a friend. 
that um, we have enjoyed and we're bringing it all together um, and sharing it with other people to try and raise funds um, for the Smile Foundation. That's really, really cool. Uh, any other events we should know about? Um, so, like I said previously, I really enjoy running. So, we're also going to have a few fun runs. Um, so, we'll probably have some morning and evening fun runs. Um, we're going to probably partner with Pirates um, to try and bring some people and bring the running lovers um, together to help us raise funds. And that's the running club, not the football club, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well done, Rebecca. It sounds like you guys are all doing amazing work. We're going to come now to Sarah. And Sarah, we touched on the fact that you guys aren't using the money to put yourselves on the mountain. You're actually raising that individual fundraising as well. Tell us about how you're actually paying for your air ticket there and your climb up the mountain. So basically, we each need to raise 10,000 Rand, and that is our donation towards Smile Foundation. Obviously, okay. with the amount that we're, like the amount of people climbing, we're only going to get to around just over 100,000 Rand. So if you get 10,001 Rand, you've officially only raised one one Rand so far for the Smile Foundation. No, so we've got one Rand for ourselves, 10,000 Rand <laughs> for the Smile Foundation. Okay, I understand. Okay. So what are some of the fundraising events that you are putting together to... So some personal events that I've been used, uh, doing to raise the 10,000 Rand is I've partnered with two local clothing brands, one that does sports leggings and one that does, you know, just loungewear. And we've done some really unique patterns and really meaningful stories behind them. And how that's going to work is I've sold a few in my personal capacity and one of the companies is going to be selling, well, donating a percentage of sales after, um, after the fact. Awesome. Can you tell us the names of the companies so we can give them the airtime they deserve? Yes, of course. So um, I partnered with SJ. So it's a Durban-based um, brand, really popular in the running scene. And she, Sarah's just been the most amazing lady to work with. And we are slowly getting to our 10,000 Rand to donate to the Smile Foundation. So awesome. that's really exciting. So we can put links to the social media for SJ yes, for into SJ. the show, no show notes, give them yeah. the airtime they deserve. Uh, have you tapped any of your physio friends and said to them, you know, this is a really worthy cause you should get behind? I, I have. I've sent it to, you know, my graduating class group. Um, I've had a few friends, you know, some support come to the stair uh, challenge, which has been great. Um, I also went and pulled, um, you know, my graduate, um, my alumni strings and went to the physio department and just spoke to them about kind of getting the student physios involved in sports matches or, mm. you know, after fun runs and things like that to kind of really get everybody involved. Yeah, it sounds like this entire fundraising effort can be really, really exhausting. And you guys deserve to blow off a little bit of steam. Um, I believe there's a possible party style events in the pipeline yes. as well. So obviously with COVID, you know, everything's kind of taken a back seat. And with online learning, I think you know, it was very embarrassing the other day I went and I met someone in the Kilimanjaro group and I said, oh, what year are you in? And it turns out we're in the same class. <gasps> yeah. So, you know, we don't really have any face-to-face -face things. We don't meet people. Um, how everything has changed on med school is quite drastic with everything being online and not really needing to come into campus that much. So we thought a really fun way, like way to raise money, but also kind of connect people within the entire health sciences. So we can do allied health as well, which we have... Not necessarily a dance, but maybe a social evening where people can get dressed up, you know, meet the different years, Sounds social like network. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, not a ball, but a dance. 
Okay, and also just to clarify, the second brand is Pretty Casual, who do these really amazing golfers, um, super comfortable. And what we're going to be doing is instead of selling through their links, they've partnered with us. So if you are interested in getting a really nice pair of shorts or even buying shorts for your family or friends or even a nice golfer to lounge around in this winter, um, we will be selling them through links on our um, fundraising page on Instagram. And that's at Macy's on a Mountain. Okay, hang on. So Macy's on a Mountain? Yes. Is the Instagram page if people want to get their hands on the clothing and the proceeds from that clothing sales, that goes to Smile Foundation. Yes, that's going towards the Smile Foundation. Okay. So don't go to SJ. Don't go to Pretty... Pretty Casual. Pretty Casual. Sorry, don't go to those websites. Go to your specific link. Yes. So start off with at Macy's on a Mountain first. Mm -hmm. And then once you've bought ours, then definitely go to SJ and Pretty Casual and buy yourself another pair with a pretty pattern on as well. Awesome. The second thing that we're also going to be doing is um, like we had the first stair challenge, we're going to be doing a stair challenge 2.0. Um, so as I'm sure a few of you know who live in the area, Westcliff stairs are the most daunting set of stairs in Joburg. They're really not nice, but they're great for fitness. And basically, what we like we did at the beginning of the year, we're going to incentivize people to come and try run as many times. So with very probably inaccurate calculations, you're looking at about 84 times up and down to reach the top of Kilimanjaro. So 84 times up and down. Yeah, yeah. Is climbing Kilimanjaro once? Yes. That's only going up Kilimanjaro, not including coming down. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you if you want to go up and down Kilimanjaro, that's 168. 168 times. Um, so yeah, we're doing a stair challenge again with some really fun prizes. Last time someone won, two pairs of people won a pair of tackies from the sweatshop. Um, maybe again we might have another pair or some nice merchandise, but definitely something to try. That's fantastic. So it sounds like already there have been some people who have contributed like you mentioned the sweatshop now yes. um maybe you and danielle could give us the names just to give them some airtime and also some exposure these are brands these are shops these are businesses we should be supporting because they've already made a contribution they've already um, volunteered their time and their talent and their treasure to help to make this uh, an event so can you you've mentioned pretty 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 casual, casual. sj sports gear and the sweatshop in dunkeld so that's owned by Jack Snayman and the managers, Craig Sinken. They've been very generous, giving us two pairs of really nice tackies to donate. Mm -hmm. um, they're experts at selling running shoes. So if you ever need a pair, I would definitely suggest going there. Awesome. Any other brands and businesses we need to give a shout out and a thank you to? Yes. Yeah, so we would like to say thank you to the sweatshop, um, one in Dunkeld and one in Cape Town. They've been very generous with their donations and their time to go towards fundraising. We want to thank Aquile Water, um, who kindly donated 600 bottles of water to us. Um, our first corporate donation was Discovery Health. Um, so we'd like to thank Mr. Noach for that. And um, also very thankful for Aspen Pharmaceuticals who have agreed to partner with us and make a donation towards our cause. And the Smile Foundation who sponsored a very nice pair of scrubs. I'm very jealous of the winner of those. <laughs> All right, so we're coming towards the end of this episode. Um, I have been absolutely blown away to hear everyone's stories. I think that is amazing that, that medical students who are already so busy and under so much pressure to succeed at medical school are giving so generously of their time and their talents and their treasure to really help and uplift people um, through the Smile Foundation. I think this is a fantastic cause to get behind. We're going to give the students a chance now just to wrap up and, and tell us a little bit um, more about 
their motivation for doing this and why it's important to them. We're going to start with Rebecca Groom again. Rebecca, tell us why you're so passionate about this project. What's going to keep you going um, up the mountain when times get tough and when you're tired? Yeah, so I know I mentioned that um, uh, my family has already done a lot of hikes and I really want to do this as a bucket list um, kind of hike. But um, for me, I think the cause behind why we're doing this is so incredible and will definitely keep me going. Um, in 2017, I actually volunteered for the Smile Foundation and got to um, sit in some of the surgeries and see what they do um, within that five-day Smile Week. And it was just incredible to see how they can completely transform um, children who have um, cleft lips and palates and other facial malformations um, and to actually become more functional again and so that they can um, be able to eat properly and and just be able to um, live a normal life. And yes. I think it's just such an incredible cause and I'm so looking forward to partnering with them and trying to help raise funds for That's wonderful. And in 2017, if, if my maths serves me right, you wouldn't even have been in university at that point. You would have still been a high school student. Yeah, I was in grade 10 at that point. So is it safe to say that that experience helped to galvanize your wanting to become a doctor? Yeah, definitely. Um, my mom is a doctor and um, I used to volunteer in the hospitals a lot um, at Barrow while she was working there. Um, and I've always just had a heart uh, for helping people and patients. Um, but definitely seeing the incredible hearts behind those surgeons and those doctors um, definitely fueled my passion for medicine and helped me work hard to get in. And Sarah, what's going to keep you going when you're tired and you've got blisters and you're sunburned and it's awful on the mountain? What's going to keep you going? how much good that this climb is doing and knowing that at the end of this, there's going to be 20 plus children who are going to have these surgeries. And um, yeah, I think that's what's going to keep me going. Awesome. Fantastic. John T, besides the Red Bull that's going to keep you going, um, what's going to motivate you? What's going to keep you inspired? It's, it's already tough to be a medical student and carry the responsibilities. And then when you're climbing a mountain, when you should be on holiday, uh, what's going to keep you going? I think it's just that it's kind of the journey coming to an end. Like basically any teenage girl has that quote on <laughs> Instagram that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And I feel like Kilimanjaro is, is going to be that final part of the journey. This amazing opportunity where we um, got to raise funds for people. Meet, I've met a lot of new people along the way so far. So it's just that final piece of the puzzle to finally, well, get to our destination of the small week. And that's what's going to keep me going is that final part of the journey. Awesome. And we started with you, Danielle. We're going to come to you at the end to tie everything together. What's going to help you to summit that mountain at the end of the day in December? Yes. So I can only emphasize what John C., Rebecca and Sarah already said. The Smile Foundation is an absolutely amazing organization and the Surgical Society has been supporting SMILE for the past 10 years and it is definitely because of the visible and immensely positive impact they've mm. had on the lives of, of You children. can see where your giving goes. Yes, for sure. And as I mentioned, I've been working with the SMILE Foundation team for a while now and I can confidently say that they are some of the kindest people I've ever met and it is also evident in the work that they do that the team behind the scenes are also trustworthy and passionate about making a positive change so yes it is we are going to be the big difference in children's lives by giving back their smiles and 
I think the team behind the organization is so powerful and it is an honor to be able to climb Mount Kilimanjaro for them and that will definitely keep me going and as Johnson also said to finish off this amazing journey we've been on. And a familiar face joining us again on the podcast, Mr. Brian Smith, the donor officer at Smile Foundation. How are you, sir? Simon, I'm very well, thank you. And thank you for coming back to us again to help us with the Keeley Challenge because it's very important for us to get the information to as many people as possible because the more people we have involved, the greater the returns for the Smile Foundation. Um, the way we're moving forward is that we'd like to thank Danielle and her team and all the, the wider range of students who are taking part in the Kitty Challenge for thinking of the Smile Foundation. Mm -hmm. And for people who would like to get involved and support the, the Kitty Challenge, there are numerous ways that we can do this. They can either donate directly to the Smile Foundation and put hashtag Kili or... Put some kind of reference that we know that this is part of the Kilimanjaro correct, Challenge, correct. right? Also, if the high-ended individuals or companies want to get involved by coming the same route, we will then facilitate the, the Section 18A and the B letter that they require for, for tax purposes. Awesome. That's very important. And, uh, you know, if I was a corporate and I was seeing young medical professionals um, ready to take on a challenge like Kili and the effort that they're putting in, I'd love to partner with them just because of the future returns, thinking, you know, if I can make a positive impression on these young professionals now and, and, and really show them that I support them at this point in their journey, over the next 50, 60 years of their working professional life, they are then going to be working back to, to uh, kind of reward that, that trust and that, that charity that's initially thing. So there's definitely a good incentive for the corporates to back these students. Okay, so definitely, and the, the corporates that should actually get involved is something that I've always spoken about to numerous companies, is that the junior doctors are our future. Yeah. And the way to get your products sold or used by the junior doctors when they now move into practice yeah. is to get, on, get involved at the, the ground floor level. So all the pharmaceutical companies, all the medical device companies out there, you guys challenge each other, give us the money, yeah. the money and we will make sure that your dream and the dream of the Killy team yeah. comes to fruition. Love that, Brian. I love the energy. And again, just to echo what's been said already is that there's such a, a trustworthiness about your organization. It's wonderful to see the heart that you have for the children whose lives you're touching. It's incredible to see everything that goes into the Smile Weeks. Incredible to see your fundraising efforts to help the lives of these children. So thank you for the good you're doing. Thank you for motivating and inspiring these young medical professionals to do something beyond watching Netflix on the weekend, uh, to put together their efforts and their passions into something that's really going to make a difference. So thank you. Thanks, Simon. And just on the last bit out there, um, you know, the important part is that the money that's donated to Smile is not Smile's money. It belongs to our, our sponsors. And we make sure that we turn every penny over to make sure they get the best value available in return for what they give us. So we give them the before and after photographs. Yeah. We put it out there, they get the marketing, they get the, the yeah. kudos for for actually giving us their hard-earned money. Yes, like your recent Smile Week that was GlaxoSmithKline uh, and Sensodyne that we were sponsoring the cleft lip and palettes, you know, to give them that punt and say, you know, thank you so much for what you've done. I will, I'll keep on using a Sensodyne toothpaste just to say, I don't have sensitive teeth, but just to say thank you for what they did, you know? That's great. Thank you, Simon. Yes, and uh, a big thank you to you for 
for giving up your time and for being so actively involved with the Smile Foundation. We really enjoy your company and uh, we look forward to bullying you into becoming a reconstruction surgeon. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this edition of the Dr. Coffee podcast. Um, as we mentioned, all of the show notes for this episode will contain links to social media, links to find out where you can back the backers, so that is to support the businesses that are sponsoring the Kilimanjaro Challenge, and to find out more about the WITS Students Surgical Society's efforts to climb Kilimanjaro in December, all in support of the Smile Foundation. Thank you for listening. Well, that's it for this week's episode. I'd like to take a moment to direct you briefly to our Linktree URL, which you can find in the show notes for this episode, as well as in the bio of our Instagram page, at drcoffeeza. There you'll find links to all our podcast episodes, some of the collaborators we've been working with, as well as a Google form you can complete if you're interested in working with the Dr. Coffee podcast. This can be in a number of ways whether it be collaborating on an event at your medical school with a student society or interest group, featuring guests in episodes or special segments, or if you'd like to advertise on the podcast with pre-roll, mid-roll, or post-roll ads. If you believe, like we do, in the potential and talent of South Africa's junior doctors and future doctors, and would like to work together to make a positive difference, hit us up via the Google form and we'll be in touch soon. You can also email us on the podcast email address at drcoffeeza at gmail.com. That's drcoffeeza with no punctuation marks. Please consider sharing this episode with someone who you think needs to hear it. And once again, thank you for your support.